This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I am a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. This is part two of my interview with Carla. If you haven't listened to part one, you may like to go back and listen to that now. In this episode, Carla talks to us about jumping from being an egg donor to being a traditional surrogate. Without further ado, I'm going to hand back to Carla. So my eighth recipients were a gay couple in Melbourne, Andy and Simon. They started their journey to become parents by going to India. Uh, They went there, got an egg donor, got a surrogate. They did manage to get pregnant, but unfortunately uh, had a stillborn. And then when they went to go back and try again, the doors to India had closed. And so they needed to figure out a new path. Uh, Andy's sister-in-law offered to be a surrogate for them and she lives locally as well and so then they joined EDA looking for a donor and so originally I connected with them through EDA and I offered to be their egg donor and we went through an egg donation cycle uh, and the their surrogate had a couple of transfers of my eggs but unfortunately didn't become pregnant and so then everyone needed to have a bit of a break and figure out what the next step was Um, During the time that we were doing the egg donation cycle, uh, the boys had told me that their surrogate was only wanting to do this journey once, um, but they were really keen to have two kids. So we had talked about the fact that they would need to find another surrogate um, after the first baby was born. And I guess that's really when I started thinking about whether surrogacy could be something that I could do. Obviously, I really loved being pregnant. I had no problem with other people having babies from my eggs. These were, um, this was a couple that I'd become really close friends with and I offered to carry their second child for them. So we were going through the process of the egg donations and, and thinking ahead to, well, once one child's on, you know, been born, that then I could carry the second child using my eggs. So when the egg donations didn't work and they needed to figure out what they were going to do, um, I then offered to be a traditional surrogate for their first baby as well as for the second. And so then we started down the process of seeing how that would work out. And what was your experience in terms of arranging the traditional surrogacy? Because in Victoria, at least, you can't go through a clinic for that. So they weren't able to use the the embryos for the traditional surrogacy. What sort of discussions did you have about how that was going to work? Uh, So, yeah, it was unfortunate that it can't be done through a clinic. Uh, However, for us, being that we had just gone through the clinic, we knew that all our STD checks were up to date. We knew that everyone was healthy. We knew that no one had any genetic conditions that we needed to worry about. Uh, so really the only option going forward was to, do, um, was to do home insemination. So we just did a lot of research about the success rates, what's the best way to do it, what equipment do we need? Um, and then we ordered all the bits and pieces that we needed Uh, For me, I had never tracked my cycle before, so I had to get all the ovulation testing kits and things that I'd never used before. Uh, And then I, knowing that the surrogacy was coming up, I did a couple of repeat egg donor cycles for some of my past recipients because they wanted to freeze more embryos before uh, I got pregnant, knowing that I wouldn't be able to donate again for another year 
So I did a couple of egg donation cycles and then from there I tracked my cycle. And um, during that time, we got our legal paperwork done. We completed all our counselling. So we had everything ready to go so that by the time my final egg donation cycle was done, we were ready to start tracking. How long did it take you to achieve a pregnancy? Uh, very luckily, one month. Wow. So you're like ultra fertile. Oh, I was very lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were very lucky. So um, we, I did my last uh, egg donation cycle in May uh, and then I tracked through June and then we got pregnant at the end of June. Okay, so tell me about the pregnancy with uh, traditional surrogacy and your experiences of that. Uh, look, I was very lucky that my own three pregnancies were very easy and straightforward and enjoyable and being pregnant is my favourite state of being and luckily enough the surrogate pregnancy was exactly the same as my own pregnancies. It was um, very straightforward. Uh, I didn't have morning sickness I didn't have aches and pains I didn't get stretch marks it was just smooth sailing um, the whole way through. How did it go engaging with the hospital and how did they manage the surrogacy pregnancy? Our hospital was amazing when I filled in the initial paperwork uh, to register with the hospital it was the first time that they had had a surrogacy come through and the head midwife uh, decided to uh, put herself on our case so that she could follow us and write the hospital policy as the pregnancy went on. So she was amazing and she did a lot of research about surrogacy, a lot of research about the emotions involved. Uh, and every time we went to an appointment, she had questions for us. She took lots of notes. She would share with us information that she had found, ask us whether things were right or not uh, based on the research that she'd done. And she was very good at including the boys in everything. So they came along to every appointment that we had. And I said to her, the midwife from the start, they are the parents. I have been through this three times already. The only information I need is really is information that's to do with my body. But anything to do with the baby, you know, the boys need to know. Um, so she spoke to them. She always directed her questions at them directed her information at them. She treated them like any other brand new parents who were going through it for the first time. Uh, they came and yeah, they would feel my belly and help her measure and listen to the heartbeat. Um, so they were just like any two other parents that, that were going through the process. Uh, but she was also very supportive of me. Uh, she often called me outside of our appointment times to check up on how I was going and give me the opportunity to talk to her about things that I may not have wanted to bring up while the boys were there. So in case I had any physical issues or emotional issues or anything like that, that I wanted to discuss, I always had that opportunity to discuss them with her outside of the appointments. Tell me a little bit about the baby. Uh, so we had our 40 week checkup and uh, you know, everything was still firmly in place um, and all of my kids were late. So we already had assumed that this one would be as well and we were correct. When I did eventually go into labor, um, it was in the middle of the night and I had, we had talked about how, you know, as soon as things got started, I would give them a call and they could come over. But uh, once the labor actually started at one o'clock in the morning, I just really needed some quiet time to myself. Uh, it took me a good hour 
to really be sure that labor was happening. I was having regular contractions and it was aching and I wandered around the house, but I just got a cup of tea. I got some heat packs and I really just enjoyed having the quiet time to myself. Then when I realized that things were really happening, I, uh, called the midwife because she was on call for us and spoke to her about whether we should come in or what we should do. And she headed in and said, look, just I'll head in now and get things ready. You let me know how things go. I called my ex-husband and he came over so that he could be at my house with my kids. Um, And then once he arrived by that stage, I had been in labor for two hours and I called the boys then and they come over uh, they came over here to pick me up and we all went to the hospital Uh, we were only at the hospital for about an hour Uh, and that hour was amazing my mum was my support person so she met us there and between the three of them I had always had someone holding my hands someone rubbing my back someone getting me drinks or cold face washes Um, it was really a team effort and it was amazing. And I look back at it and think, gosh, how on earth did I do my other labors without having so many helpful people in the room? We also had my midwife and we had a student midwife there as well. Uh, So it was a really positive and beautiful experience. Uh, She was born um, naturally while I was on all fours. One of the dads caught her or guided her out and she came out in her sack. So he guided her out and the midwife broke the waters open and then we just sort of all sat there waiting for the cord to stop pulsing. Um, And then once the cord had stopped, uh, the other dad cut the cord and they grabbed her for some uh, skin-on-skin contact uh, cuddles while I um, then delivered the placenta and did all those bits and pieces. And then once all that was done, then they passed her over to me so that I could have a cuddle. That's lovely. It's so lovely to hear positive stories, particularly about birth, but also about surrogacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your relationship with baby and dads now? Wonderful. Wonderful. They are two of my closest friends. Uh, we, we had a really good plan in place for after the birth with me catching up with them a lot and trying to maintain our friendship outside of the surrogacy and spending social time together Uh, From once she was about four months old, I started babysitting her one day a week. It started off just being two or three hours and then it gradually extended. And that was really good for all of us. I think it was nice for the dads to have a bit of time without baby in the house. It was really nice for the baby and I to spend time together. And then it was also really nice for my kids um, because I would take her to school pickup in the afternoon and um, my kids would introduce her to their friends uh, you know obviously all their friends had seen me pregnant so everybody at school knew about it as well so it was really nice for them to see how that whole process worked and that you know I'd had this baby but here she is and she's still in our life even though she's got different parents uh, and so then my kids really got to bond with her they'd feed her, her bottles uh, and then as time went on her food they have cuddles with her play with her lie on the floor with her Uh, You know, if we've got stuff on, she just comes along. If we've got to go to, you know, the doctors or ballet lessons or whatever it is, she just comes along. 
Um, and so that's been really good for all of our relationships as well. So going forward, have you got plans for more egg donation or more surrogacy? Yes, I do. Uh, as far as the egg donation goes, I've just got one more planned uh, for one of my current recipients who already has a two-year-old. Uh, unfortunately, she recently had a miscarriage with um, the last of the embryos that she had from our first cycle. And so I'm just starting a new cycle with her now. Um, so then as soon as I've had that uh, egg collection done, then we will get stuck into our second surrogacy for a sibling for the, um, the boys. Oh, lovely. You're amazing. <laughs> Not really. I'll do what I can. <laughs> do you have any advice for people that are exploring surrogacy within Australia? I think if people are looking for a surrogate, then they really need to accept that they are inviting another person into their family. You know, not everyone is going to be super close going forward in your lives and not everyone's going to be best friends. But if you are asking someone to play such an important role in your life, I think you need to be willing to open a place in your family to accept that person and their family into yours. Uh, it's not about just getting someone to do something for you and then saying thanks you know, uh, it really is, if they are helping create a family for you, then I think it's only fair to then accept them into your family as well. Uh, for somebody that's considering becoming a surrogate, there's lots of information out there. I think it's really important that people understand the pros and cons of it, um, that it is a wonderful thing to do, but it is also uh, difficult for some people. It can lead to difficulties in surrogates' relationships. Um, physical problems. Um, so there's a lot that you have to weigh up before deciding that it's the right thing for you to do. But if you do decide that it's the right thing to do, uh, it can be amazing. I think you really need to look for the intrinsic value of it and really uh, be able to be happy with yourself in what you've done and not hope to get that external validation from other people. That was part two of my interview with Carla about egg donation and traditional surrogacy. If you would like to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook and at sarahjefford.com.